0: Back to episode 104. That's right, guys. We're back talking lead in the house, baby. It's taken a while, but uh, as you know, we've been going through some uh, restructuring, and most of you know that Zeke the Squatch is no longer going to be with the show full time. He uh, has taken a full time position with the Sonoran Desert Institute, one of our awesome sponsors. And we wish Zeke much success. And, uh, he's always welcome back, and you can probably plan on him being here, uh, from time to time, stopping in, updating us on what's going on with him and the, uh, world of gunsmithing. So, that leaves me with you. The show is going to continue. There might be a few changes here and there. We're gonna keep our segments going. We're gonna keep the jack wagon train rolling, baby. Hey, Ralph do or die, hold them high at 8th and 9th. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. And what I'd like to do this week for the Jack Wagon Train is I want to get the listener input. So you guys hit us up on Facebook and give us some suggestions on who you think the Jack Wagon should be. And on our next show, we'll uh, implement those suggestions. So just hit us up on Facebook. Give us your suggestions on who you think next week's Jack Wagon should be. And, uh, you know, you could be featured on the show. I'm also looking at bringing back our trivia question segment where we uh, throw out some sort of uh, uh, interesting gun facts or, you know, something along those lines. And, um, you know, we have some cool giveaways and things like that for the listeners. So I really want to bring back more listener participation. I uh, want you guys to interact with us on the social media, the Instagram, the Facebook. Really want to make this fun for you guys too. I mean, it's a blast for me to do, and just I want to bring that to you guys too. So uh, I welcome, I encourage your feedback, your involvement, and the way we do that because we record the show is through our social media. So feel free to hit me up on the social media. Uh, you know, I'll listen to your suggestions, your critiques, uh, always take it to heart. Uh, May not always implement it, but I do appreciate your input, uh, your feedback. So keep those suggestions coming. Let me know what it is that you want to hear on the show, what you'd like to hear. And I definitely will do my best to make that happen. Other segments uh, like the facts to fight the myth, very fun segment. Our cool man on the street interviews so you know those we're going to continue to do our our old segments uh maybe with some twist here and there and obviously i mean there's going to be some new stuff coming too, new segments uh, new people on the show i'm going to continue to travel to the events cover all the cool events like shot show the nra uh other cool shooting events i got a couple coming up the next uh, few months that are going to be really cool you guys are going to enjoy them and some collabs that I'm doing with some other shows that I can't talk about yet. All this and more coming up. So, like the gunny says, brace yourself. I'm really excited to bring this stuff to you guys. Looking forward to where the show's headed. So I've got a lot of material still left over from our 2015 SHOT Show. Uh, Great interviews that I want to make sure that that we get on the air, we get posted. I know, you know, we're six months past shot show, and the new ones coming up. But uh, you know, this is some good content, some great people, and the one I've got for you today is going to be a great interview I did with Sergeant Major Lance Nutt. Sergeant Major is with the Sheepdog Impact Assistance Group, and what they are is well, I tell you what. Let's just get into Sergeant Major Lance Nutt's interview, and he can tell you all about it. Welcome back to Talking Lead. This is our 100th episode, and we are celebrating it here at the 2015 SHOT Show. Thanks to our good buddies at the Artificial Shoulder Pocket, ASP.co. Make sure you guys check them out. Uh, We've got some really interesting folks in the studio now with us. Uh, We have the Sheepdog Impact Assistance Team got jessica and we've got sergeant major lance nutt guys welcome in
1: thank you for having us so we met
0: you met you guys last night through through our buddy uh uh, charlie and and joe mo Uh, and what you were telling me uh just really hit hit what we do and what we support here on the show uh you know right on target so tell us a little bit about Sheepdog Impact Assistance,
1: who you guys are, what you do. Thank you for the opportunity, first and foremost. Uh, Absolutely. For us as an organization, it's about recognizing the daily sacrifices of our nation's sheepdogs. That's it's what we refer to as society's protectors. Right. And that's all men We're not we, talking about canines. We here. are not. Yeah. And we get that question a lot. But it's the, it's the human kind of sheepdog. Uh, yeah. When we reference that. That type of individual that's willing to run into a burning building when everyone else is sane enough to run out. Uh, The type of man or woman that runs in the direction of shots being fired when everyone else is running in the opposite direction. Uh, What type of individual does that job? Uh, What makes them different from, uh, again, what we we refer to as general sheep, but that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you're a bad person. Uh, It's just that maybe you're not willing to give of yourself quite the way our military men and women law enforcement officers and uh, our fire and rescue men and women are so right. uh right. we're we're all about a different breed you know, it, it does it, ta-
0: it takes a little uh, extra something something you know those guys have that that's in right. them and like you said not everybody has that and that's okay
1: no no that absolutely is okay and it's uh we, we typically say it's about 10 percent of the population um but you've got to have those types of men and women when you know we talk about uh sheep wolves and sheepdogs uh, it sometimes is a difficult conversation for people. Yeah. It's just like for some people it's hard to talk about the fact that there's bad people in the world, that there's right. terrorists out there. But uh, for me as a Marine Sergeant Major of 27 years now, it's, I, I always reference the fact that deploying overseas is difficult enough when you're away from your families. But if there weren't for men and women back here serving in blue and red to make sure my families are living safe, uh, there's no way in hell I would be deploying so uh, we've got to make sure we keep in mind that it's a team effort, uh, and our our first responders are just as critical uh, to that overall security that we feel every day and night uh, as, as American citizens. Yeah,
0: I mean, we couldn't agree with you, you know, anymore. But
1: um, now you are active duty currently, correct? I'm currently in the reserves. You're in the reserves. I had 12 okay. years active duty, uh, four different deployments. Uh, I always joke and I say uh, my active duty time was – was the peaceful time and when i wasn't deploying yeah i uh, i stepped away from active duty to pur- pursue a civilian career uh and about nine months after i left active duty uh, 9-11 happened and so uh within a year i found myself back in the marine corps looking for a unit to deploy with yeah uh and in 2003 i uh, uh experienced our, my first opportunity to deploy and uh, spend time in desert Storm. well in uh iraq the second time but as part of Desert Iraq Storm. Part 2. Part 2. <laughs> yeah. I was a young Lance Corporal with about a year under my belt when I deployed to Desert Storm but uh, a totally different uh, experience when you start thinking about why we uh, deployed after 9/11. Right. Uh, when you look at uh, operations Iraqi Freedom and uh, Enduring Freedom in Afghanistan. So. Yeah. So how did you come up with the concept for the the Sheepdog? Well, for me personally, uh Growing up in the military, my father was a Marine officer who uh, swore me in the year before he retired. So it's kind of like being a farmer's son. Yeah. Right? You know, it's all I know. Just handed down. Yeah. It was. And, uh, you know, as I got ready to graduate from high school, I said, you know, it, it's been a part of my life uh, growing up in it. Why not continue serving? I thought for sure, to like everyone else uh... coming in, in the late eighties early nineties a great way to get a college education have it paid for but uh... it truly was a part of who and what i had experienced as a young man um... so as i finished up or started wrapping up things as as what i thought would be the end of my career as a gunny i i uh, was at that twenty-year mark i started reflecting on things that i had seen as i grew up and and part of it was my father when he retired He left my mother for a year because it was such a difficult transition uh, for him to have to separate from something that had been a part of his entire adult life. Um, So I started facing the reality of what would life be like for me without the Marine Corps. Um, But I also had, uh, in seeing my own brothers and sisters serving uh, in the service and also appreciating some of my own challenges as I came home from deployments, uh, it was knowing that I needed to have the ability to continue serving, right? Uh, and I, it's still instilled in you. You, know, it, you still it have is. that desire. It, you know? it as sheepdog is a sheepdog at heart. Yeah. Uh, we talk about how just because if you a wear the uniform, dogs not working. You know they're not happy. They're not. You yeah. know, and we we talk about true working dogs. You know, when you say okay, this dog's finished, you're too old, whatever it might be, they go over sit in a, a corner and basically die. Yeah. Um, and I don't think a lot of men and women understand that that's. That's what it's like for a lot of our nation's sheepdogs. When it comes to serving in the military or in the first responder ranks, uh, it defines who you are. Yeah. And if you take that away from them, they truly do struggle. Right. So for me personally, it was it was recognizing that, and it started during Hurricane Katrina. I had just come home from a, our O four deployment. Was sitting on the couch, yelling at the TV, saying, "Why are we not doing more?" And so for me personally, it was having to stop and look at myself and say. Why are you sitting on your butt complaining? Why don't you get up and do more yourself? Um, so I, I connected with some good buddies of mine that were former Marines uh, and were serving in law enforcement at the time. and um, We decided to load up, take a truck and trailer uh, down to Pass Christiane, Mississippi, and do everything that we could to help with the recovery process after Hurricane Katrina. Right. Um, after three days there, we were driving home, and we made the comment about why can we not – do this for the rest of our lives so initially for us as an organization it started out as a disaster relief opportunity for us to continue serving through recovery efforts uh, after disasters um, what
0: year was that uh, the that
1: was 2004 2004 okay. 2004 for us yeah. um, after that you know again the seed had been planted but again multiple deployments i got married started a family Uh, And then it wasn't until 2010 when I stopped and, again, reflecting on looking at retirement, I said, why not find a way where we can continue serving and giving back and at the same time assisting our fellow brothers and sisters in need? So what we've really evolved into more than just that disaster relief organization, Mm -hmm. because we we realized real quick that sitting around waiting on a a disaster to happen is sort of like waiting on a loved one to to die right. it's very depressing yeah so what can we do, that do kinda, in the meantime yeah what, what do, can we do we do to be
0: productive how, how, how do we fill that void those? in between yeah.
1: you know preparing for disasters and what it evolved into was an organization that started engaging fellow military service members first responders and saying hey let's get up and get re-engaged in life through adventure races, hunting trips, time on the rifle range, uh, canoe trips—you name it—whatever yeah. we could do to get these individuals up off their butts, re-engaged in life. And the majority of those men and women are combat wounded vets, policemen, and firemen that have been in, injured in the line of duty. Mm-hmm. And we're out there seeking out those men and women so that we can find unique ways to engage. So you bringing them into your organization and and you know making them part of these different functions right we do we uh we actually have a membership and volunteer program okay where you can be directly involved in sdia as part of your opportunity you know a chance to give back but also at the same time when it comes to disaster relief and helping local communities in your region uh that's critical Mm -hmm. again it goes back to that opportunity to continue serving which matters so much to our nation's sheepdogs they want to feel like they can still contribute whether it's after they've retired, finished that initial tour of duty, uh, or taking the badge off, how is it that I can continue giving back to our nation? So yeah. disaster relief or just simply spending time with a fellow sheepdog in need is critical to that continued service opportunity.
0: Right.
1: So how does the organi- organization work? Do you have, like, different chapters set up? We do. We have teams and chapters right. nationwide. We currently have a presence in 33 states. Uh, with 17 active teams and chapters uh, that have unified local sheepdogs where we've brought together military veterans and first responders uh, working in, in one teams that help respond during disasters, but also help organize fundraising events and or activities they give them an opportunity to get out there and assist these fellow sheepdogs. Uh, we actually just came out of our busiest time of the year, the holidays, mm-hmm. where we specifically adopt sheepdog families in need at Thanksgiving and Christmas. At Thanksgiving, we provide these families with a full Thanksgiving spread that's a turkey ham and all the trimmings. And then at Christmas, we adopt sheepdog families in need by adopting their children specifically. Each child is able to provide us with a Christmas wish list of their top three toy choices, their clothing and shoe sizes. Awesome! We make sure each of those kids get everything they want for Christmas. That is cool. So that's another way of that giving back and engaging fellow sheepdogs in need yeah is that has that been a part of the the program from from day one that kind of evolved into kind of year two again so that uh that dead space you know christmas for me growing up was uh probably my favorite time of year Mm -hmm. it was usually the one time when uh my dad each year wasn't deployed and if he had been um it was that much more special having him at home uh so uh for me personally looking at Military and first responder families that were struggling and had kids and seeing that maybe they couldn't do everything that they wanted to for those children, um, we knew that, hey, saying focus on the electric bill and or putting food on your plates mm-hmm. and let us take the worry off by adopting your kids for Christmas. And, again, that's, that's military veterans that are struggling with the transition of coming home and finding a good job. Uh, and, or, you know, first responder families that, uh, you know, they've lost a job or they've been injured in the line of duty. A, a lot of people don't realize that our first responders don't have the same safety nets that our veterans do. Right. Uh, uh, yes, we can do a hell of a lot better job when it comes to helping those vets, but at least there are programs out there designed to try and do the very best we can uh, in, in salvaging them when they need it most. Our first responders don't have that. We tend to forget that, and that's a big part right. of what our organization is yeah. trying to do: is say, why not our first responders? Why not the men in, in blue and red that are out there sacrificing daily mm-hmm. for us? Just like our military men and women right. are. It's just like you said it earlier. You know,
0: while you know our, our military men and women are out there, uh, it gives them peace of mind to know that their families are being taken care of by these first responders
1: here at home that's right and when we we're about to start a big initiative i'm talking about ptsd and again as a military man that has experienced those emotional and physical traumas we've had to stop and say how does the effect of being shot in the line of duty as a police officer and or just pulling off a pulling over a speeder on the highway you know, I don't know who you are behind the wheel of that vehicle when you start thinking about a fellow officer. And we've done quite a few ride-alongs where I used the experience of first time I did a ride-along to just see what is it like to be an officer out there on a daily patrol. Pulled over a car that had been speeding. As we got out and approached the car, I was told to stop and touch the vehicle. I said, what am I touching the car for? He said, so you can leave your fingerprints there. So if something bad goes down here and we're killed, and they're able to track this vehicle down, they'll know it was the car we stopped because our fingerprints are now on it. I never thought of that. You talk about a moment of having to stop and think, you go through this every time you pull someone over. Right. I could be killed. I could die here. Yeah. And I am forced to think about it by touching this car and knowing that this could be the thing the that catches this bad could, guy. Yeah, track this You just guy don't down. know. So, you know, we, we try and tell people, think about that. When you're the one that was maybe going a little too fast, the officer's doing the job he's been asked and, and told to do right. by pulling you over, Think about how anxious he or she is as they already walk up to your car. Mm-hmm. Do everything you can to put them at ease. You know, rolling your windows down, turning on your interior light, showing your hands, showing your hands. Uh, that's part of it. So a lot of people don't think about those stressors. Yeah. Imagine the adrenaline rush that goes through, uh, you know, that officer's body every time they experience that. Right. And if Damn. you're a concealed carry holder, you know, letting you them know. Letting them you know. know, know hey, I'm, hey, I'm a law-abiding yeah, a body I've citizen. A, I've got a I'm fireman here. You know, I don't want you to be alarmed by it. That's right. Know, it's over here. You know, And officers go about, go about respect business, and you know. appreciate that. Oh, they but, do. But it's the same thing for our firemen. Imagine what it's like to carry out the lifeless body of a dead child after you've responded to a fire. How about those men and women that go out on the highway after a major traffic accident and a family or young children have been killed in that accident? Yeah. You know, I, I've said many a time, send me back to Fallujah, Iraq all day long. I don't want to be the man or woman back here having to deal with the deaths of small children on American highways or yeah. in homes or whatever it might be. Yeah. But those men and women do it day after day, year after year. Whereas for us as military men and women, when we go do it for a few months, a year or so, maybe two or three deployments max, mm-hmm. we come home and we move on with our lives. Our first responders do that for years and it's every day every day so we yeah. want to change the conversation into yes PTSD is an issue for all of for a lot of our military men and women but what about our men and women in blue and red yeah. what are we doing to help them with some of those same emotional physical challenges right cuz it
0: exists they've got it you know they do they they go through probably like you said day in day out more day than and
1: day out. than our than our military men and women so it's just a, us trying to at least start the conversation as an organization truly dedicated to all of our nation's sheepdogs, yeah. it has to be a conversation we include when we talk about our veterans as well. Talk about some of the uh, um, the different events
0: uh, that you guys do as well. You touched on it a little bit, but you have like some hunting uh,
1: things that you set up. Um, we do. for these guys. Talk talk a little bit, maybe about the most recent thing that you've done. We have uh, we, we have some amazing corporate sponsors that support us in what our efforts. Uh, are all about. And, and a couple of those sponsors come from Northwest Arkansas, excuse me, and uh, Pro Trucks and uh, Broadway Contracting. They, none of these men and women have a sheepdog background, but they look at what it is that our military and first responder men and women do every day, and they say, what can we do to show our appreciation and give back? Uh, and and one of those ways is that they have a 20,000-acre ranch down in north texas uh, no high fences it's just crazy animals running all over the place especially <laughs> wild hogs turkey mule deer and different times throughout the year depending on what type of hunt we're trying to set up they bring in veterans combat wounded vets that we've identified that are having particular struggles in life sure. same with first responders that may have been injured in the line of duty they help support us by bringing in these sheepdogs and for the hunt of their lifetime. Right. Where they'll basically say, I'm going to give you $5,000 worth of ammunition to match, you know, the firearm of your choosing. Mm-hmm. And I'm now going to challenge you to expend all of it over the next three days. <laughs> and it starts with... Fill your cooler as much as you and, can. And set, it on, and set it in motion. And it yeah. starts with hogs running everywhere. And them being put up in wow. some prime positions to just take out as many as they want uh, and or putting them up in uh, mounted seated positions on four wheel you know, drive vehicles, mm-hmm. letting them run all over this property uh, and enjoy doing part of what the camaraderie brings in bringing these men and women together. But just giving them that trigger time and knowing that for a lot of us, you know, peace of mind is when we're on the range pulling the trigger. Yeah. And um you know yeah. whether or so it's a, a hunt um an adventure race where we've tied in with Spartan Race where we uh we've got race opportunities all over the country to bring in a lot of these men and women mm-hmm. again to just get them back up on their feet and now when you and, say and race game. it's we, an adventure race and it's uh it, it can vehicle be, well no these are footed Okay. You well know, you're on your you're, okay. you're in there you go so you're, faster is what we call them and uh be like a tough mudder or a something tough yeah. mutter, Spartan Race warrior dash but uh, – and these – I mean, a lot of these men and women are amputees. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, one of the – and I'll, I'll use the example of a, a veteran that we engaged, uh, that we found sitting on a couch, literally, playing Xbox, former Marine sniper, was put on patrol in Afghanistan, got hit by a IED, lost one of his legs, severe damage to his other leg. And uh, it was one of those situations where that other leg should have been amputated. Right. But our doctors said, you know what, let's see what we can do to help salvage that leg. What we discovered when we invited him to go on a hunt with us or on an adventure race with us was that he had put on more than 30 extra pounds. Again, not engaged, sitting on his butt playing Xbox, but had been, you know, one of those Marines that was out there engaged. Right. And now it was, you know, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? A constant life of activity. Yes. You know, I feel like life is over for me. I said, get up off your ass and let's go. Let's do something. We're going to do this Spartan race. It's 10 miles long. There's all these obstacle courses we're going to crawl over. We're going to jump in the mud and get dirty. He looked at me like I was crazy when we first invited him. But ultimately he joined us. And and with a buddy of his that had lost his arm uh, on patrol in Afghanistan as well. We ended up doing the race together. It took us ten hours. Yeah. The sun had set long after long before we finally crossed the finish line. I think that's quicker than I did my <laughs> than I did my race. <laughs> well, it was it was a true test of courage to see especially Nick with the trauma he had experienced to his legs mm-hmm. finishing that race. Because he by the time we crossed the finish line, he was in a lot of pain. Oh, I bet, and man. I thought, you know, we're never gonna hear from this young man again. But I'll tell you where he is today. He is a CrossFit instructor. Really? Where he is in the process of trying to open his own CrossFit box. He tried out for the U.S. US Paralympic team as mm-hmm. a cross-country skier and target shooter. This time last year, he was summiting Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa. That's awesome. And is in the best shape of his life. Yeah. And it was simply based on us taking the time... To say, Marine, your life is not over. Get up, get up, get re-engaged in life, and let's see what we can do yeah. to make. So you, you gave more, him the opportunity to show that
0: you know you may be disabled, but you're not. No, exactly you know, disabled if, if from anything, getting out and enjoying life your life. It's just
1: beginning for you. Yeah. What are we going to do to it's make still sure out that, there and available yes, to you? It is. And you see this young man today. We've got pictures of him the day he went on the race. He looked like a, a miniature, you know. You know Little chubby kid. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, was that the old Pillsbury doughboy? <laughs> but, uh, and he'll he'll laugh about it because yeah. he had he'd put on so much weight on his frame that he didn't look like a marine anymore. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And uh, now you look at him. and I tease him and say he's twisted still and sex appeal. There you when go. When it comes to the ladies he's talking yeah. to. But uh, now, how did that changed, changed his life? How did that? How did he get introduced to you guys? Well, I, how I, did I, that as a marine, I was actually uh, in San Antonio at Fort Sam Houston, uh, working with some of my marines with Fourth Fourth Recon Battalion, right. and. Um, wounded the wounded warrior regiment which was set up on base for marines each service has their own regiment set up to help with the transition for wounded warriors right. and uh i said you know what i'm going to go over and see if i can visit with some of these young men uh walked in and basically saw them sitting on their butts playing video games and they jumped up when they saw me walk in i was a first sergeant at the time I said how you doing first sergeant and i said hey marines sit down let me talk to you for a few minutes uh, and it was just basically starting the conversation. Mm-hmm. And that's probably one of the biggest challenges we're having right now as an organization is identifying these men and women that need assistance. Right. Uh, for a lot of them, guess what? They would have never raised their hands or come looking for us. Mm-hmm. We've got to go out there and find them. Yeah. We've got to save them or from themselves. Or their loved ones need yes. to reach out. You know, you, out. you may know yeah. through a friend of yours, of a fireman, policeman, or service member that's been injured in the line of duty, and they're doing the oh woe is me my life is over. Yeah, they're sitting here listening to you tell this story and they're saying you know what I know you know Johnny's just like yes that. contact yeah. us see if there's not a way where we might be able to help engage that individual and get them back involved in what's most important living right you know being part of your families again and when it comes to you know those men and women out there that have got spouses and children they have got to find a way to get back to reality and that reality is that life is it matters yeah and just because you've lost still happening it's there yeah it's there so it's not over we'll find a unique way i mean we're doing we're jumping out of airplanes you know taking these individuals skydiving just, diving, so just scuba diving time. you name it whatever you think if, maybe a bucket list item. Yeah, you know, they, maybe they never jumped out of a plane in the military, but they always wanted to. Yeah, we're going to bring them in and give them that opportunity. That's awesome. You know, so, how
0: do they get in touch with you?
1: Well, uh, one, you can start through our website, which is sheepdogia.org. dot uh, org. You can email me directly at Lance L A N C E at SheepdogIA. dot org. SheepdogIA, all one word. dot org uh or google us sheepdog yeah. impact assistance we're the first organization you'll sheep see pop up with that name now you you mentioned that you were in 33 states we have a presence with members and volunteers in 33 states but you, you you'll go anywhere anywhere right? i mean and we don't care where they are we'll bring them to us uh, you know the last hunt we did uh we had a young uh, man come down from kansas one that came from new york north carolina and california so it doesn't matter there you go
0: that's awesome That is awesome.
1: So, what's your? You got something coming up um,
0: in the works? What What's coming up for you guys?
1: Well, uh, again, we we finished a heavy time during our holiday season. Uh, Shot Show is a big opportunity for us to come in and and tell our story. Uh, There's a lot of sheepdogs here. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, this is the ten
0: percent. It it is. Uh,
1: This is. this has been a great week for us to really get out there and network and make sure people know that we're out there and what we're doing and helping us identify fellow sheepdogs in need. Uh, we have, we've got a big charity ball coming up in February okay, where we recognize uh, the Military Sheepdog of the Year, Law Enforcement Sheepdog of the Year, and Fire and Rescue Sheepdog of the Year. And we'll bring them in and, and treat them like you know the kings and queens that mm-hmm. they are, give them a great weekend with us in northwest Arkansas. And it's an opportunity, again, for us to talk more about who and what we are as an organization right. uh, and at the same time raise funds for us. We mm-hmm. do not take state or federal money. We you know, we, we don't believe in take paying, uh, taking uh, taxpayer funds. There you go. Uh, so all of the money Thanks. that we raise is through private corporate sponsorships, private donations, uh, and people that believe in, in our overall mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as we gear up and we get into the spring, this is a heavy disaster relief time for us. Uh, tornado season cranks mm-hmm. up. So for our members, a lot of them are anxious about the opportunity to get out in these communities and serve. Uh, but at the same time, we've got hunting trips. Uh, we've got a couple fishing trips, canoe trips coming up in the spring. Uh, so that if Do you if put the, these on your website, the, the scheduled we do. events that are going on? We've got a list of different programs and opportunities. Our calendar of events is listed on there. Okay. Uh, but there's a lot of things that we do that we don't publicly advertise. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of it is just a security element and just the comfort feeling of not having to worry about it.
0: I was just going to mention our charity ball. Um,
1: there she is. I know you're still here. Hi.
0: <laughs> with our charity we all we have a silent auction at that, and all of the items that are a part of that silent auction have come from sponsors or people that have made wanted to make donations. Mm-hmm. We've had. Um, I'm sure you know more of the items that have been donated than I do, but uh, you know, what if somebody not so much you know. Maybe they didn't have the money, but they, you know, they wanted to donate their time to you guys to, to help out. Is that yeah. something that you guys welcome as well?
1: Well, and, and and thinking about that, when we talk about members and volunteers, a, a member of SDIA has to have a sheepdog background. All right, so you know we're recognizing them as individuals that have served or are currently serving in the military or in the first responder community. Mm-hmm. And what makes us unique is that our members run our organization. So if you're a member uh, of SDIA, You have voting rights and privileges that enable you to make sure we stay focused on our mission. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, you know, is that I always talk about our volunteers. Our volunteers, most of them, and Jess is one of them, and that's how she tied in with us, is she looked at us as an organization and said, you know what, I believe in this mission. And more than half of the men and women that support us now are volunteers. You know, we could not do what we do if it were not for those men and women. And whether it's, you know, a volunteer and they're you know, they're they're donating something to us or they're giving of their time, that's critical. And that those are the men and women that are truly getting behind us, making us successful as an organization. And you know, there's a lot of organizations out there doing great things. And I encourage everyone to say, you know, who can I get behind that I believe in and where I can continue giving back? But what makes us unique is that I believe we're the only organization out there that's truly committed to all military and first responders, no matter what generation it is. Mm-hmm. This isn't just about you know the recent war on terrorism right. and the ongoing war on terrorism, so we don't forget. Or some specific branch or anything uh, yes, like it, that. It, yes. Yeah. It, if, if you've served in any capacity honorably, and it goes back all the way to World War, World war II up to today, yeah. we're about you. Whether you served as a fireman 40 years ago or you're signing up tomorrow, it's all about you. So when it comes to the men and women we're truly committed to, um, you know, we want to make sure people understand what we're about. And it gives them a chance. If they do feel like giving back, Mm -hmm. consider us as one of those organizations. Awesome. So uh, if our lead heads, our listeners
0: out there, um, I'm sure you are constantly looking for events and things to do. So if we've got you know people that want to say hey I've got a great idea you know for something a that, doubt. that you guys could do they just they go to uh, sheepdogia.org uh, and they get do. in touch with you guys there. I mean whether it's
1: a range opportunity we've had a lot of men here uh, and and sponsors that have stepped up and said you know what um, I can't give a lot of money. But I've got a uh, I've got a hunting ranch. I spend a lot of time on. I'd love to bring a couple of your men and women mm-hmm. out here and get them engaged. Or I've got ammo, you know. I I've got donate. ammunition I can donate, or Guns. you know, I've got a buddy that runs Helicopter. a range, you know, whatever it might be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we had a group of guys come up and say, you know, all we do is. Uh, dive instructing and taping, taking groups and a lot of civilian tourists out on these uh, these dive opportunities. He said, we want to bring in some of your guys and girls and sponsor the entire event. Yeah. So uh, that's part of that growth process for us and just making sure that there's a variety of, op- of opportunities for people to get involved in. Now, I want, we'll bring up one big event that we're going to be participating in in September. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be in New York, September 27th, and it's the Tunnels to the Towers Foundation Run. Brings in thousands of people from all over the world um, in participating in this run in lower Manhattan where the story was firemen got stuck in the tunnels there in lower Manhattan right. trying to get to the World Trade Centers. Yeah. He jumped out, put all of his gear on, and ran all the way to ground zero, went into one of the towers, and died with his brothers and sisters serving there on 9-11. His family started this foundation, and the money they raise, they give back to Homes for Our Troops and other organizations that go in and build homes for combat wounded vets, policemen, and firemen injured in the line of duty. A great tie-in with who and what we are. But what I'm saying is um, we're using that as a launch date for us to really talk about PTSD Mm -hmm. within the sheepdog community. And what we're doing is we're inviting men and women to go on our website if they'd like to come and run with us as an organization – They'll get a T-shirt that talks about us and the Tunnels to the Towers Foundation. Yeah. We'll run as a group. And uh, we're bringing in probably 15 to 20 combat wounded vets, firemen and policemen injured in the line of duty to come participate with us as well. Right. So when you talk about events, you know, there may be someone out there thinking right now, I've always thought about going to lower Manhattan. Yeah. Or I've maybe even thought about this race. Come join us on that day. One a great opportunity there. Yeah, remembering and recognizing the sacrifices of our nation's sheepdogs, mm-hmm. but more importantly, as you finish that race there at Ground Zero, the emotional impact that it will have on you as an individual. Oh, no doubt. Just, th- being, just being, in part that of area, that, without yeah. a
0: doubt. So, I mean, the times that I've been there, I mean, just just visiting. You know, yes. I'm obviously, powerful. Not- Doing those runs, but yeah, I mean, it just hits
1: you. It does emotionally. It like brings that. it home. You You're know, like, wow, the you know, reality.
0: Believe, you know, something like this. Yes, that and happened. it's
1: it's the nature of who we are today. And as a nation, too often we forget what happened on nine eleven and why it is we're still at war. Um, you know we meet, we need to be reminded about that, yeah. but more importantly, we got to remember those men and women that are are protecting us on a daily basis. So when we talk about all the different things we have going on, that's one right now that's high on my radar because we're launching that PTSD initiative, right. and where we're going to have that conversation a lot more that's coming up in September, September twenty seventh, and that will okay. push us into two thousand
0: sixteen. they just go to your website and then that go to our website, they, uh, they register uh, social there. media,
1: our Facebook page, mm-hmm. Twitter. Well, what is that, Jess? Instagram that I'm not real familiar with that we tend to use more often, but uh, that's critical for us. We actually started our first post yesterday on Facebook talking about Very tunnels cool. to the towers. Um, so it's it's part of again that conversation, and for us as an organization, that's what it's all about. Good deal.
0: Thank you so much for having us.
1: No, thank you guys. I really appreciate the time, Sergeant Major Lance
0: Nutt and thank Jessica. You. I'm going to mess up your MESCO. MESCO. There we go, Jessica MESCO. Appreciate you guys being on. And make sure you ch- check out Sheepdog Impact Assistance at sheepdogia.org. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you guys are doing Amen. it all right now. We're there. Yeah. So, And then you can also get in touch with us. Uh, if you know somebody, you want to get in touch with these guys, we'll get you in touch with them also. Guys, thanks for being on the show. We Thank greatly you. appreciate it. Thanks. And uh, we're looking forward, hopefully, to doing some things with you guys. Awesome. All right. Job man, i well done. I love guests like you, man. I just, I just <laughs> like boom and you just you talk, man. That's wow. awesome.
1: That's why I want <laughs> to. Hopefully, I'm done talking now. Start. We, like, got my a voice was starting to fall apart that. as we were
0: doing. That's a that's a I I'd love that. In front of the talking man. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Get a shot here. Yeah. Come on in here. Get a shot with the. The logo. Yeah, absolutely. The logo. So just a really good interview there with Sergeant Major Lance Nutt and Jessica Mesco with the Sheepdog Impact Assistance Group. Since then, I have joined. I'm a member of the Sheepdog IA, and I'm looking forward to doing great things with them, not only in my personal life, but with Talking Lead as well. You know, they recently, with all those floods they had down there in Texas, sent a group to help clean that... Uh, that mess up. If you guys want to make donations, like you said, go to sheepdogia.org, and uh, you can look at becoming a member. Uh, If you are uh, military, law enforcement, EMS, fire department, uh, and you want to join up and and make a difference, check them out. If you just want to make a donation, uh, go to uh, sheepdogia.org. That brings us to the end of another show like to give a big shout out to all the people and companies that have supported Talking Lead over you know, the past three years, going into our third year right now. It wouldn't have been possible without people like ICE Training, Rob Pincus over there. Buddy, I appreciate all your support and looking forward to uh, more things with you. Check them out, icetraining.us, our friends over at ASP, the artificial shoulder pocket, uh, Alex and Brian, those guys rock. Uh, our good friend James Yeager, Tactical Response, and all the support that he's given us throughout the years. Savoie Leather, Ergo Grips, Ernie over there, Troy Industries, Vet Made Ammunition, Elfman Tactical, Cantu Bruner, Joe Charlie over at Achilles Defense, our buddy Chad at Keltec, Two Vets Arms, 1776 United. Check them out, 76United.com to get our t shirts. Nashville Armory, All or Nothing Tattoo. I mean, I could go on and on and on. You know, we love you and we appreciate all your support and uh, looking forward to the continued support and projects that we're going to be doing with all those guys and more. And make sure you check out our social media sites Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher. Watch our kick ass videos at YouTube. Uh, we've got more videos coming. So stay tuned for those. And then, of course, you can visit our website at www.talkinglead.com. And as always, leadheads, keep your loved ones close and your firearms closer.